You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, sir, people, the time of the evening uh, where you join us uh, on uh, Pertinence are Punctuated. And on Pertinence are Punctuated, uh, we welcome uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida, who is a, uh, a Medina University graduate. He's an astute businessman. He's an alim. He's also an imam of a, a musalla there in uh, Durban called, uh, the place is called Mahatma Gandhi Boulevard, uh, Boulevard and he's in that musalla called uh, the sales and he's not sailing away but he's with us uh, this evening uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and tell me how you're doing wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my brother brother and all the dear listeners Marika the Sahaba the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wa Jamaah alhamdulillah what a beautiful evening we had a change of weather during the day you could see it's getting windy and uh, everything that comes in from Allah there's always a lot of khair in it, Shah. Absolutely. As I said, you know, whatever we do, there's a lot of khair in it. And, uh, you know, we thank Allah, subhan- uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. And, you know, as you talk about the khair, uh, the goodness that comes through, and uh, for you to get the goodness, uh, you have to be good, uh, Yashay. Well, no, definitely for you to get good, you have to be good, uh, you know. Uh, and that's why you know, there's no better reward for goodness except to get some other goodness as a reward for that. So definitely, Shaf, we have to be good at all the times and do good in order to get back the best result and the best, the best actually reward from Allah Ta'ala. Absolutely, uh, Sheikh Shweb Maida. And you know how beautifully uh, you quoted the ayat of the uh, Noble Quran, uh, Surah Rahman, uh, Surah 55 of the Noble Quran. And Alhamdulillah, you know, people talk about uh, these surahs, uh, Surah Yasin uh, being uh, the uh, heart of the Quran and uh, Surah Rahman uh, known as the bride of the Noble Quran. And, you know, so important for people uh, to read that. And you say you read uh, Surah Yasin and you see, uh, read Surah Rahman. I mean, are you guaranteed a beautiful day, Yashay? No, no, definitely, Shaf. You know, there's no any better guarantees in life than when you read the Quran at all the times. You know, it just reminds you, you know, to understand that you do not own this universe. So you do not own the, own the space that you live in. It's owned by Allah Ta'ala. And uh, what it does to you is actually make you understand the lines you have to draw as you continue uh, your life during the day that I can go through these boundaries and come to this ABC, I cannot go above the boundary because I'm living in Allah's space and I have to do as what pleases my creator, Allah Ta'ala Shaf. No, absolutely. And uh, Sheikh Shui Maida, uh, when we look around us and uh, we see how insan is being uh, captured uh, by, you know, so many different uh, emotions and so many different, uh, you know, deceptions and so forth. And, uh, you know, when uh, we think about our children and uh, the, uh, for the future, this is when, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we really feel uh, that, you know, Allah make it easy for them. But, uh, you know, we need to navigate and uh, to teach them. And it's important for us to, uh, you know, uh, be good to our children. And, you know, generally, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida, you look at children, uh, they emulate uh, the uh, fathers and the family members or the fathers and the mothers. Now, the point I want to get to, if the father and mother and the family is a magnanimous family, a giving family, an open family, a family that is, you know, prone to char- uh, charity, that always talks positivity at home, you'll find that that trait will rub off on the children and they'll become someone that have a very open heart and, you know, a giving heart. On the other hand, where you find the father, the mother, you know, although they have, Allah maybe has bestowed them with the goodness uh, or, you know, with the good wealth and so forth, 
but they tend to be on the miserly side or miserliness or stinginess. I mean, that rubs out on, uh, off on the children. And it's a very unfair thing to do because, uh, you know, in Islam, we are thought uh, to be uh, giving and to, uh, not to be misers or not to have the trait of miserliness or stinginess, uh, Yashek. So they actually have touched when you speak about uh, miserliness and meanness, such as those are the bad actually qualities that eat up your height at the end of the day. You know, you must remember, I want to be a said, you will never go poor for giving out in charity. So the more you take out and give for the pleasure of Allah, the more Allah replaces what you're taking out and it will be more in bounty. And talking about, uh, Chef, about the parents and uh, being actually the role model for the children, Chef, it makes a big sense. I mean, this is where the children take it from. I mean, if the parent is misery and you're teaching the children to be miserly, they grow up in the same notch, they'll take out the same. You know, if you're teaching children to be li- to be liars, you know, I'll give an example, somebody knocks on the door and sends the child, say, go tell my father he's not here. Definitely you're teaching the children that lying is actually a part of our livelihood. Tomorrow, too, they'll do the same. But if you teach them to understand that lies are not good, to be miser is not good, now to read the lies is another pillar of the deen. And you start with them from the small age, it's amazing, I can tell you this. I don't know whether it's amazing with sadness that you find some massage around our localities where it's put there, no children allowed in the masjid. You know, it's too sad if you look at these things, you know. If there's no way children shouldn't be allowed when people are reading I'm sure Shafa on a beast or something could have locked himself in the room to read the lie to avoid Hassan and Hussein jumping on his shoulders and running on him. You know, that could have been the reason, that could have been a good reason to say he doesn't want to be the same. But he read Salah in their presence, they jumped on his head, they did anything, they played around. But finally they became good, they were the fine young boys that understood the day. They know how to read Salah because simply they watched on Nabi Sallam uh, doing it in the best manner. And you remember, I want to be as taught us, you know, Sallu Kamara, Itumuni, Usalli, perform your Salah just as if you've seen me performing Salah. So it's actually an action that needs to be seen. So if you are miserly towards our kids and actually put an excuse to say if you take the children in the masjid and make they run them off, they make nonsense, they start running up and down. Yes, they have to run up and down. Remember the children. And in the childhood, running up and down is part of life because there's too much energy in them. So they need to run down some of that energy so in the night they can have a good sleep. So take them to the masjid. Let them watch all the action that we're reading in Salah. Let them jump on our shoulders, you know, as elders. I always advise, I know you, I went to one masjid shop, it was still sad. Then I took the children, and when I was coming out, the boys telling me, please, you mustn't bring the children in the masjid, because they run up and down, they make nonsense. And I looked at him, I said, but you know, I don't appreciate what you're saying, but on other notes, you should be the first one to actually encourage these kids to the masjid. At least, when you come to the masjid, buy sweets for 20 rand, put in your pocket. You know, when you see little kids in the masjid, give them sweets. So you encourage them to come to the masjid. That, they, that way they will learn and become better Muslims because they're learning from what they can see. So yes, we don't have to be wise and leave the children at home because they jump up and down. Treat them, treat, tell them not to go jump up and down and go to the masjid. But remember, you're just telling them for them to understand they need this kind of condition. When they're there, the children still, they're bound to forget whatever is spoken to them, but allow them that chance where they run around with people, reading so that people are making about that. That way they're learning and we actually grooming the best role models for more after we go on because they've seen what we're doing and they'll keep on practicing. And I'm sure the kids also, they go through the same phase because you've allowed them that. They learn to understand to say, as kids, our parents let us and allow us to be good and do good. So also we have to do our children. That is a sunnah that carries on shot. 
Yes, sir, Sheikh Shoei Maida. You know, you find in uh, the annals of history, uh, those uh, that were misers, uh, what happened to them, those that were giving. But in the case of, uh, you know, you look at the uncles of the Prophet, I think it was uh, Abu Jahal. You know, he was known as uh, uh, the, the, the father of uh, knowledge or something, or, or eloquence. He could talk and so forth. And then... He, was, uh, he wasn't a miser. He was, like, very open-hearted. And, uh, you know, whenever people during the time of, uh, uh, you know, Jahiliya, they came for the annual, uh, you know, uh, marketplace and the annual worship to the Kabatullah, he was such a big-hearted person that he used to feed everyone. You know, he used to give them chows and what and what. But he did it for one reason only, Sheikh Shoibaida, so that people can say, hey, what a great man, what a great thing he did, it. you know, with that intention of uh, gaining fame. So, you know, uh, being a, not a miser, but being, uh, you know, a giving uh, person. So, the, 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 you know, the thought of intention is such an important thing, even when uh, you are a giver. But it is your intention that counts in the, the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can be giving out billions of rands and billions of dollars, but with your intention being, hey, I'm the dawn. Your comments on that, Sheikh? No, definitely no, Shaf. Uh, there's one thing we need to understand. When it comes to giving, I mean, uh, if you give it, give it for the pleasure of Allah's but And also that motivates you to give what is best. You know, I'll give an example. You've got 10 plus ton in the past side and the rest of that. If you look at it, you give it to Allah, definitely you feel ashamed to do that. So, but if giving used to be a don, whatsoever you take, whatsoever is there, just give just because I want to be the don. And people can complain, say, if you don't, you just throw it away because I'm giving you, you know. So that actually tells itself that, you know, this intention behind it is questionable. You know, but if giving for the place of Allah, you try by all means to give whatsoever sweet and the best that you can as well consume with yourself or you can put into use yourself. But for the place of Allah, you take it and give it away. As I said, child, being misery is not a good factor for being a Muslim. You know, I mean, uh, a kind juice can never go anywhere in life. You know, and that's why you can have a big mountain of gold and you want to be conscious with it. One day you close your eyes and mountain will be sitting there and you haven't benefited from there. Who benefits your children? They'll even mis- misuse it because you didn't use it for them to see the right purpose of using it where you do for the pleasure of Allah, benefit others that are less fortunate just to uplift them, their, them and uplift their spirit. Because remember, whether it's riches, all that is actually an amount that Allah has given you. You want to see how are you going to use it. So if you can start using on a best purpose and letting your children see how you're using it and why you're doing that, definitely you raise a generation that comes up and understand the virtues and the values of what you're giving for place of Allah. But if yourself, you start being stingy and you don't do that, definitely when you leave this dunya, you leave billions and yet you haven't benefited from their shop. When Allah asks you what to do with your money, I found it and kept one side. And if you buy anything for your gender, for yourself, nothing because you're skipping and hoarding. But if you had a heart to take some and give away, say, this is a pleasure of Allah. I want to put up a masjid here. Nobody must mention my name. They say, this is masjid Abu Bakr Siddiq. This is masjid al Nabi. You know, just to put it there, nobody knows what you've done. And it's better that way. And we need to learn that once we do that, Definitely, we open up all the doors of Barakah from Allah. But the moment we start being miser and stingy, we lock for ourselves the doors that are supposed to open for us because simply we're not doing what is supposed to be accepted from us, Shaf. Yeah, Maida. And I know that anecdote that stay, uh, says a good man lives. Uh, even though he's uh, transported to the land of the dead. And uh, there are many good people uh, that we know that, uh, you know, they were so big, 
are hearted and you know they have made parda from the dunya but when people talk about them they say you know that so and so was such a good man he gave in the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you know people miss them and you know just by thinking of them how fortunate that type of individual is uh, that uh, immediate dua is made for that individual so because of his sincerity he has impacted on so many different people the dua is continuously going uh, to him and then uh, perhaps a sawab ijariya he must have uh, you know built a borehole or a class uh, or a classroom or empowered some uh, people to become teachers uh, you know so forth uh, the sawab is over and over and you know just just because that person wasn't a miser neither was he stingy but just because he was open hearted and he gave because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had opened up his heart uh, sheikh shay maida no no shaf if you can talk about the, the lord of name that you can put for the people that have done that but we're not going to do that but we say may allah bless them and uh, bless the kubur where they're sitting in with a lot of nur and brightness and those are grand and jannat and finals you know why they're still waiting for jannat uh, for actually kiamat to come and uh as you said shaf there is a lot i mean you can mention if you can give me a few names i'll give you a few names we actually when they pass on and you can see the sign of other people wearing it you know what I didn't have issues with paying my rent. I didn't have issues to send my children to school. I didn't have issues to have meals in my house. It's because of that man. Actually, in the quiet, he came to me once every month or twice in the month in the quiet and said, "Bye, take this. Uh, this is for you and your family." And when they gone, that door is like closed. So you know, it's just a lesson that we need to know. These people that have done very good. you know and they did it only for the place of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they followed the sunnah that said what the right hand gives make sure the left hand does not see and they did that actually diligently you know that nobody could see only when they gone you start hearing these stories and some if you know some and everybody knows some and somebody knows some of people that behave like that i'll say me and them and yourself shall be allowed to grant them a lot of blessings uh, in the cupboards where they're sitting in and we're allowed to make it easy for their families inshallah and may allah grant them jannat for those for their goodness that they left in this dunya shall Uh, as you know uh, that uh, we knew many individuals uh, that were uh, that were inclined and uh, you know then you find uh, certain individuals alhamdulillah you know uh, allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given them that uh, uh, you know that that type of uh, disposition where they gave and they always said you know even when they gave to the people they always told them you know this is not mine this is only a, uh, a trust allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me this is an amana that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me and, and then when they give to the poor people these these people that are not uh, stingy uh, that uh, do not have stinginess or miserliness in them they give with such a, uh, you know so much of a dignity to the recipient that the recipient actually feels uh, you know so happy and so elated that immediately they make the, uh, so much of dua for this individual and this individual even says you know no no don't matter you, you know you you can go now you know don't worry don't uh, overdo it you know you embarrassing me but uh, there's it it's allah gave you so praise allah for it i mean uh, these are truly uh, gems in the society uh, sheikh shay maida no no difference the shaf uh, we got gems like that in a society where they understand that what I am giving you is not from me it's Allah that has given and actually I've been made as actually uh what you call like a, a go between as a creator and uh, this person to get what they were supposed to deserve today and you see they no arrogance in them I mean they're very humble and they certain people you meet them shaf in a public place you are, you wouldn't even know someone would be telling you know that by you know he's a much millionaire you know simply because you know Allah has blessed them with millions as well and also 
bless them with a million of uh, actually good heart and actually understanding that being humble is one of the qualities that Allah wants. You know, Nabi has taught us about that, Shaf. Uh, it is, Man tawadu alillahi rafa'ahullah. Whosoever humbles themselves for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, definitely Allah Ta'ala will raise this paper. So this is what happens, Shaf. We've seen people that do that. They keep and actually somebody will be crying, you know, Ya Allah, you know, I think they say, please don't embarrass me. Please, 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 just take it quiet and just go, you know, it's from Allah Ta'ala. We've seen that, may Allah Ta'ala want him the best. Oh, that do that, and there's still quite a lot that still do that up to now, Shah. I say, may Allah Ta'ala grant him long life, so he uses them for his deen and for his purpose, of actually distributing whatsoever Allah assigned as a reason to those that I need, Shah. And uh, the beauty of, you know, discussing this issue, we also can look at uh, the uh, other side of it. And, uh, you know, provided it's halal rosy, it comes from uh, legal sources and it comes from sources uh, that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala approves of. And, uh, you know, then you get the uh, uh, habitual gambler or, you know, he's doing, uh, uh, you know, business uh, that is uh, not uh, Sharia compliant and all that. Uh, but he still gives out uh, charity and he gives, uh, you know, maybe with a very big heart, but his, uh, you know, uh, business is uh, not uh, in compliance uh, with the Sharia. Then uh, what happens there, Sheikh? Is this just that another catch, uh, 50-50, that you're talking about? You know, but anyway, there's some good uh, effects to that way. And says you have the money that is coming not from the right direction. Just try and give as much uh, charity from that money as possible to try and cleanse it. But in this case, if it comes from that source where it's actually... It's remainder, then also it becomes actually a dangerous situation because, I mean, we must try by all means just to live according to the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, any trouble. And that's why I tell you, it's actually it's another kind of situation where I mentioned to you, don't laugh or don't feel bad that I'm saying. You find some people, they change, they earn a lot of money, big businesses, but they'll never go for Hajj. You know, and uh, you meet one that say, no, I don't think my money is good enough for me to go for Hajj. I mean, this is the act we try. We need to try and avoid it. We need to work, you know, very hard and actually try and aim as a halal rosy as possible because that money you can use it at any time on yourself, use it on your family, and everybody not feel any pinch of guilt that how am I using this money? Is this going to be accepted or is it right for me to be doing that job? I think we need to uh, have that kind of uh, heart in us to understand and actually try and live. You know, according to Sharia and whatsoever business, whatsoever we do, make sure it's an aligned with the Sunnah of Nabi Muhammad and what the Quran actually advises us to do. Once we do that, we have wealth that we can enjoy daytime, nighttime, eyes closed, eyes open, because there is no any force attached to the wealth that we have shot. Absolutely, and Alhamdulillah, as you say, uh, you know, do the right thing and, uh, you know, you'll find uh, that uh, you'll have a peace of mind. And, you know, when you do the wrong thing, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida, it is within yourself that you feel that, you know what, your soul tells you, you're not doing the right thing. Uh, your, your spiritual being tells you, you're not doing the right thing. But uh, people still go against the uh, inner recess of the you know spiritual soul that they have that is trying to correct them. But uh, they still go and do the wrong. Uh, maybe they need uh, some uh, deep introspection to change that type of mindset or to cut off from certain things uh, that will uh, not take them away from uh, being connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Yashe. Yeah, no, no, definitely, Shah. More the more this comes when you actually you how you got your heart and your life more inclined uh, to this dunya and whatsoever uh, this dunya flashes to you. 
You know, but you must remember, this is just something that's just passing by. You know, Allah said, كَلَّا بَلْ تُحِبُّونَ الْحَاجِرَةَ وَتَضَرُونَ الْآخِرَةَ Yes, it comes to the time where we get so engrossed and attached to what is word and what it offers to us, and we forget the akhirah, you know. And uh, the other part is, وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرُ وَعَبَقَ We forget that. So see, we're getting attached to something that is temporary, and yet... The Akhirah is the one that is going to be good and everlasting. So, I mean, if you're doing wrong now, you're going to have everlasting uh, Akhirah of punishment. And if you do good, you're going to have everlasting Akhirah of good uh, uh, tide, glad tidings and good rewards. So, I mean, we need to understand that. This world is nothing but a, world, a place that you're passing by. And once you have in your mind understanding that, you know, this world is not a guaranteed place for you to be in the next day, like, like our Nabi Sazam has, has advised, you know, to say, when the morning approaches, you don't expect the evening to be yours. You know, the same when the evening approaches you, don't expect the morning to be yours. So take an advantage of good life before you get ill and get your advantage while you are alive before you die. So this is actually a lesson to say when you die, there is something to pay. And if you're still alive and you're good, do what is good as much as you can so that at the time when you cannot be able to do these things, you actually be able to say, you know, when I was at that time when my blood was running very fast, when I was a strong human being, I could do ibadat, I could climb mountains to make ibadat of Allah, and that's why in a bit, you do that, you'll be getting reward of the same uh, category. So we need to understand that we need to humble ourselves and actually understand that this world is only a place where we're just passing by. But for us, it's our Akhirah. So there is where you need to be at a good place because it's a place that you're going to live forever. Here is the testing ground. So you have to learn and be good and practice upon what you're learning so that when you come your test, you pass it. So when you go there, you go sit in the best of places because you pass your test job. Mm, and then you find uh, the, uh, you know, the stingy, or the, or the stingy man or the miserly man, even if he's uh, so rich, he keeps on counting his money over and over again, you know, fearing loss and fearing uh, and when he's giving, uh, you know, or he's uh, weighing things, he's shortchanging people. And in his miserliness, it's all about him that, oh, my, when I buy, I must get the right amount of weight. I must get the right uh, quantity of goods and so forth. But, you know, instead of making zikrullah, his, uh, his so-called uh, zikr is uh, flipping the, 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 uh, the notes, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida. And uh, what a miserable life uh, that is, that, you know, they don't realize that, that they will leave this dunya and, you know, all that will go uh, to nothing. Uh, someone else will be owning that, someone else will be owning the house, someone else will take the cars, and uh, someone else will take all the flats and whatever they had, uh, it will go to some other individual than them but uh, this type of you know getting into this paranoia and safeguarding and counting uh by the generally these people end off in the madhouse uh, sheikh no no definitely you see what happens Shaf, if you do not take out the money and that you're supposed to take out as you actually use a card for the pleasure of allah allah will make you pay in a different way so you end up your heart will be inclined to the hospital instead of being inclined to the masjid because you not take out that money. So Allah will have to take that from you. So you have to take it and give it somewhere. And then this notch of sticking and always counting, counting it, Allah give you a blessing. Maybe it's not a good thing because Allah doesn't sit and count how much bounty is giving us. He's letting us have it and even allowing us to share with the less fortunate so that Allah rewards us tomorrow. So yes, we need to actually review our situation as Muslims. 
You know, we are the best umma. Allah said, Wakundum khaira umma, you are the best of umma. You know, that is there to actually uh, enjoin people what is good and forbid what is wrong. And then again, Wama tukatimu li anfusikum min khairin tajidu. Allah, whatsoever good you present or charity you take out for the place of Allah, whether small, whether big, you find it before Allah ta'ala, khairan wa'adham ajra. To be greater and better in reward. So, which means when you give out, you are actually investing for yourself for your akhirah. So, if you're holding back, you're also holding your own a good investment for your akhirah. So, which means there's no good for you in the akhirah. Only you get it because in your mind you are labeled already that you're sitting under that category when making God say, Rabbana Atina fi dunya hasan. You stop there to say, Allah, give me the hasan in this dunya. And you're not recalling. Because you're holding it. Whatsoever you're holding is what you should be paying for your akhira. So we're saying, Hassan in this dunya and Hassan in the akhira, actually, you know, you balance your life, you balance of your life and your balance of your deeds yourself. You know, one day when you close your eyes, is the doors of these people that actually you manage uh, to dispatch whatever due to them that Allah ordained, that was actually in your control. That makes to us say, Ya Allah, grant the person Jannah. Ya Allah, pardon them they had any wrongdoing. Ya Allah, grant uh, or give the family a lot of sabr and patience in trying times. And Ya Allah, bring unity among his families. Do not destroy the families based on taking the life of this individual that's gone. That's what happens, Shah. Then you find you go, you're happy. People are making duas for you and your family is getting the same good duas. And then when you go, at least there's still unity remaining in your family because you did do good before Allah could take you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, you find that type of individual, no matter who comes uh, to their door, there is always giving and giving. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes uh, whispers to this individual, you see that person there, give him double, give him treble. And uh, these are, you know, uh, to good people, uh, good tidings come, but they also give uh, good tidings to others because they're so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, always making mankind happy, Yashay. No, no, definitely, Shaf, that's what you should be living for. You know, must remember, if you look at Allah and say, Allah has given me all this, and one day I have to leave, it has to go to be to Allah ta'ala, and Allah has allowed me to spend, to actually spoil myself for my akhirah, then use it in that notch where you say, I have to spoil myself for my akhirah. Because once I do that, when Allah takes me, I'll be happy to say, I did spend a big mountain for myself, investing for my akhirah, and Alhamdulillah, I'm happy, I'm going, I've done what I've done. You know, in that way, it makes life easier for everybody. I'm also not forgetting, Shafa, this one uh, important noise that we forget as Muslims. You know, sorting out the wheel at all the time to make sure when we're gone, there's no squabbles in the family. This is another part. You know, when you're holding and holding, definitely you'll never be able to set our wheel because you are thinking that this place is guaranteed for you and you're going to leave forever and, co- and control this. But once you have wheel in, the, in place, then you know one day I have to leave all this, I have to do good on each other. It's a very good point you make. And, uh, you know, many uh, uh, you know, uh, religious bodies offering uh, the, uh, to make your will, even a lot of uh, uh, Muslim uh, attorneys and lawyers say, no, don't worry, we'll make it free for you. So you've got no excuse whatsoever not to make an Islamic will. Sheikh Shoeim, either absolutely, uh, mashallah, this evening, perhaps are your parting words? Now, Shaf, you know, as you brought, you always bring in the best of topics. As I said, you know, Alhamdulillah, this one was so good in the sense we have to learn that miser is not good to us. Remember, when Allah gives you, it's actually the gift. 
to say you run these affairs and you have to spoil yourself to buy yourself good place in Arsenal and make sure you stay good at all the times. As we said and as mentioned, there's no reward for goodness except from getting goodness from Allah. So let's be on that note where we do good at all the times and we know Allah is going to be good for us when we get to general of us, inshallah. Amin, Asuma, Amin, you have a beautiful evening ahead. We will definitely, inshallah, talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, it's time for us to go for our break. When we get back, it will be Molana Salim Karim joining us.